Welcome to season two of the Love Good Podcast, where you learn how to love what is good so you can become what you love and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by our patrons, a community of intentional consumers who curate music and books based on the transcendentals of beauty, truth, and goodness. Join us each week as we sit down with artists and thought leaders to chat about media, culture, and what it means to be human. We're so happy you're here. Welcome back to the Love Good Podcast, everybody. Hope you're having an amazing week. This is your host, Jimmy Mitchell. I'll be sitting down in just a few moments with Alana Boudreau to talk about the role that technology plays, especially in the human experience and this sort of disembodiment that often happens. We kind of separate the body from the soul. We kind of enter into this fantasy and we forget, I don't know, flesh and blood relationship and the things of life that really matter most. So it's a really fun conversation that begins with, well, a lot of banter about AOL screen names. I I hope you enjoy it. Anyways, we love you guys. Stay tuned. Just here in a few moments, I'll be back with Alana Boudreau. Don't get me wrong. If you say hello and I take a ride. Welcome back to the Love Good Podcast, everybody. As always, sitting down with, gosh, Alana Boudreau, my favorite co-host of season two. Mm-hmm. I mean, what were the other options here? Let's be real. The like, other options? I don't know very many people who can sit down. I mean, Janae Trudell excluded, yes, who lives wonderful. in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know people who can like talk about everything all the time and <laughs> so, sort of like arrive at these very beautiful like – I would say human conclusions. Hmm. And this is part mm. of what we really enjoy about this every other episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and a lot of our listeners say this too, that like actually, you know, we're not necessarily jumping into a particular artist interview or chatting about a song or, you know, a, a movie review or a book recommendation. Those things come up in our conversations, Alana. But what I love is that we're basically through these conversations saying that beauty has something to say about everything or better put beauty and even the counterfeits are everywhere you know Mm -hmm. so it's like this Mm -hmm. lens through which we can see the world so okay last episode two weeks ago with you we chatted about like all these different kind of new year's resolutions and even what it really means to be like i don't know real but like in a healthy way detached from your instagram brand if you're out there self-branding you know yep today we're hoping to chat about technology and embodiment or disembodiment. We'll Mm -hmm. figure out what that means here in just Mm -hmm. a few moments. Mm -hmm. But what I love is that if we're real about beauty informing, you know, the human experience, beauty meaning this kind of like mystery at the heart of who we are and at the heart of who others are, you know, like going back to dark matter for a moment, it's like, okay, actually everything can't be scientifically proven or clinically articulated mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. to, to recognize beauty in our life is to say that there's actually like mystery that I need and that my heart like dies without, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. 
So, technology. There you go. <laughs> You're coming in like a wrecking ball today, Jimmy. I know. Well, I, was a, it was too much very... coffee. I, I'm actually not eating. I haven't eaten anything yet. So, this is a lot of caffeine okay. on an empty stomach. It's a very, it's great. It just feels very saturated. Like, Let's go. Which is great. Let's but go. I, I, I know you want I did want to ask you, you something. I want to, I love this part. This is how <laughs> I get to know people. But this is why I need a beer. Mm, not a, a cup of coffee. That, I know. Hey? We need to figure out like some nighttime <laughs> recording sessions because then you'll yeah. get me so much more loose. Yeah. That's, Although that's my real. my brain kind of shuts off at some point in the day. Like I am definitely a morning person, sharpest in the morning. Yeah. But I mean, maybe you are too. But My achiever, my like choleric, mm-hmm. it is raging from about <laughs> 9 a.m. until 3, 4 p.m. It's bad. Well, but here's the thing when it comes to conveying yourself as a person it's more than just talking about concepts like beauty i mean beauty is more than a concept (laughs) but we gotta live this right so here's my question for you what was your aol screen name speaking of technology (laughs) (laughs) Uh, for people who don't even know what aol is that was the ancient it took me a second (laughs) to remember it like the buddy list yeah oh and whenever someone would sign on it was like a door opening sound no we actually have a very young demographic who listens to this podcast could you could you just explain the whole thing I will try I am not very savvy with these with terminology but so AOL was a America Online America Online Yeah. yeah and Back in the day to get online, I still can hear the dial tone of waiting to get on the internet. It's a faint memory for me. Very faint memory. But AIM, AOL, it was like this messaging service that most of us had in high school. We had screen names. That's right. Not profiles, not account names. Yep, you could do away messages. There were uh, smileys that you could send. Not emojis. Not emojis. No, Mm. no. They were much more – it was just very – it was a lot less sleek looking altogether. But it was incredible – as a high school student, this is going to sound so dumb because this is exactly <laughs> what uh, Snapchat is today. But, yeah. you know, to come home and to even have just like 15 to 20 minutes of like yeah. leisurely conversation with friends from mm-hmm. school mm-hmm. at night in my comfort of my so family's fun. computer that was yep. much bigger than yes. anything I've had in a long time. You couldn't send pictures or anything. No. You could put – everyone had like a little profile and like usually people had like song lyrics in there or – But, you know, before – Shout AOL, outs to their BFFs and did, stuff. Did you have like a landline in your room? Yeah. Like a phone? Not in my bedroom. Cool. But we had landlines in my house. Yeah. Would you call friends at night before AOL was a thing? I I don't remember AOL not being a thing. Uh, yeah, that's the difference of four But I did years. call friends a lot when I was a kid. That I was... loved – I like this really cool big like Zach Morris big <laughs> Saved by the Bell – big black wireless what do we even call that a cordless phone yeah there was only one number (laughs) and i would call my maybe it would be like two or three times a week Mm -hmm. i would call Mm -hmm. somebody at night yeah a friend a girlfriend mostly a friend yeah and it would just be like a quick 15 20 minute i don't even that sounds kind of weird to realize that about myself right now because i don't ever do that now but i do get on to instagram stories just about every evening at some point for 20 minutes it's the same like need or desire to like reconnect anyways the screen name was boom 3434 you want to know why boom 3434 boom 3434 is it a sports reference yeah so i played football for nine years i wrestled for four point is i I, even to this day i'm not very athletic Mm -hmm. but i'm really tough i know appearances can be deceiving right i'm not athletic either but I'm strong. You look like you'd have made a great like cross country runner or something. Yeah, I like running. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, that's a little bit how I am now. But point is, I played a lot of the rough and tumble sports, 
And because I wasn't super skilled at any of them, uh, I made a great like fullback or linebacker in football. And I made a great sort of like, you know, middle range weight class wrestler Mm -hmm. and scrappy is the word. But my nickname from fourth grade football on was Boom Boom. Boom Boom. Like Mm. pebbles? I have no idea. Like a bowling ball? Boom Boom? I really don't know. But Coach Conrad McCrary. Was the 34 just like uh, arbitrary? 34. Thir- oh, uh, my favorite number is 343. It is? Yeah, it was like the first three digits of my first through third grade home telephone number. It was the first three digits, or it was the three digits of my carpool number. Whenever I see the clock turn 343 now, I know this sounds weird, but I, I say a prayer for like every teacher I ever had in childhood. Like a wow. quick little like... My, my childhood phone number had 343 in Get it. the crap out of here. Yep, 3438 were the last four digits. That's really interesting. Isn't so that's it? a connectivity. That is um, a, that's a deep tissue connectivity. Wow. Yeah, whatever that means. Well, I just made that and believe it or not, somebody <laughs> out there has that deep tissue connectivity with us as well because yes. the boom 343 was already taken. <gasps> so I ended up with boom 3434. Guys, if anyone else out there Give it over. has some resonance <laughs> with 343 or that screen name, we're looking for you. Do you know yep. what my screen name was? I I know I'm I I often forget to re re pitch these questions back to you. Yes, but you never let me forget in mm. the end. So thank you for that. Of what course. was your screen name? I'm Jiminy Cricket on your shoulder. No, um, all of that. That's a long screen name. No, no, no. That's not the that's not the screen oh, name. Right. I was saying yeah. to you, I'm Got Jiminy it. Cricket, reminding yeah. you, which is you know, my screen name compass. was Kubla Khan. What? With some numbers. Do you know who Kubla Khan was? No idea. Kubla Khan. Have you heard of... Genghis Khan? So he was <laughs> connected to Genghis Khan. Y'all, you can't see this, but Alana just turned beet red. No, She's I didn't. Not, Did little, I really? A little bit. Oh, because I don't feel my face. <laughs> I don't it, feel it flushing. Hot in here. Sometimes when I blush, I can feel it. <laughs> I probably did, though. But it, there was some poem about Kubla Khan. And Who's the son of Genghis? I don't remember how he was connected. It was like fifth <laughs> or sixth grade. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. I was like one of those homeschool kids. I was like, this is so edgy. Nobody knows who Kublai Khan is. This barbarian. So there you go, everybody. Oh. <laughs> yeah. AOL screen names. I see what you just did there. You, you do, you, yes. You, you've zoomed us out just long enough for a moment of banter. Yeah. I wanted to dive right back into a conversation about technology. I mean, that, uh, Precisely. I actually hate these kinds of conversations in that they make me sound old, <laughs> you know? Like, you don't really remember, you know, life before AOL, do you? I, I do, actually, but did it's, you ever it's have vague. To, did you ever, like— were mixtapes a thing? Like apart from lovegoodculture.com slash free, where we're yeah. constantly giving away digital mixtapes. You mean like physical mixtapes? Yeah. We had a lot of those in our house. Yeah. That's awesome. And we had vans with tape decks. Dude, you have like yeah, tape decks or like even like a visor full of like burned yes, CDs. Yes. That was my jam. Oh, I was I that kid those. in high school. Yeah, I burned yeah. a lot of CDs in high school. That's encouraging. And in college, I, I wish that still happened. Like that was one of my favorite things yeah. was exchanging physical CDs yeah. that friends had burned. Like, totally. Do you remember Napster? Uh, I those... lived on Napster for at least a year until it became really, illegal. really noticeably illegal. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was it was great for a time. Kazaa. LimeWire. LimeWire. Do you yeah. remember Kazaa? That, that sounds was a familiar. bit like LimeWire. Okay. I mean, it was just like an ocean of endless digital music. Mm-hmm. But there's something 
there is there's something really intentional about it though. It's like I love this music and I want to share it with you. It's good, yeah. And you knew sometimes a crush would give you a CD and oh. there'd be songs on it. You'd be like, oh, he's saying something. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Did you ever do that? Like, well, yeah, I did. I guess I'm really curious now. Like, do people do this with like, like, do they just send a Spotify playlist to a friend that they want to be one day exclusive with? Which um, is kind of too bad. I feel like not so much. Yeah, because there's obviously less of a gift involved than just sending somebody a link to a playlist you created yeah. on your behalf. It's like you have so many more <sighs> options now to like project so an image into the world, but it's yeah. not it's not as much fun. It's almost yeah. like when, when when there were less options, it's like you could be a little bit more subtle yeah. but specific at the same time. Personal, intentional, but like tactile at the same yeah. time. And, and this that's is so important. Very interesting. The tactility of it. That's is right. that a word? I don't know. I love the sound of it though. Yeah. And I think actually like what our digital revolution has really brought to us, you know, by way of access and mm-hmm. convenience. And I love all that. And that's all really good, you know. I'm not really sure if that yet makes up for what we've lost by what it brings, yeah. which is almost this disembodiment that mm-hmm. we've, you know, been thinking about here. What what does it really mean to be like kind of connected body and soul? What does it really look like to Yeah. you know, I don't know, live life in a integrated way. Right. Not easy. No, it's really not. It's really hmm. not easy. And that's like an endless topic to discuss too. Yeah. And with technology, it's I don't know. It's an interesting thing I have found when you have like an iPhone in your hand, there is a feeling, at least for me, of like invincibility. Yeah. Intellectually, it's like I have all the options here. I don't have to ask anyone else for information or input. I can just look it up right now. Hmm. And I think, I don't know, I've also noticed that my default mode is to just lean into that Hmm. rather than check myself. It's It's just so easy. I think that's kind of as humans, we do... Our default is, I think, in some ways to choose the path of least resistance. Sure. But it's interesting because it's easy, but it's powerful. Like, you know what I mean? Did you ever have to open up an encyclopedia? Oh, I've done that. Oh, yes. So I would think Mm -hmm. that that is a foreign concept to some people. Yeah. Right? Jimmy, I used to read the dictionary for fun. (laughs) I'm not kidding. That's actually part of your strength finders thing, right? I think it uh, might that's be. The, that's not the ideation, the um, input. It? Like gathering information, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and I was reading yes. that last night because I have the same yep. top five. Mm-hmm. It's the only one that we share, I think, in the top five. Okay. For those who don't know what Strength Finders is, just go Google it. It's a fun way of better understanding yourself and yes. others and how to work together more effectively. But, like, the, part of that is, like, you you enjoy, like, I love so it. Hilarious. Gathering. It says, like, one of the top five bullet points is you enjoy reading the dictionary it did oh I yeah i know that's like a specific thing it says and <laughs> wow. i was that kid not like quite like you mm-hmm. but i loved vocabulary and i would study words in the summertime for fun because i had yep. you know all these like flashcards that my mom would get and i just i liked the idea i was the kid at one point who would go around touting in the sixth grade that profanity is what is that what would i say something really dumb like it is just a sign, something about ignorance and something about you've got no better way of saying something. I don't remember. It was really uh, cheeky yeah. and really judgmental. And like I'm profanity sure. Profanity is a sign of a lack of imagination because I had something the same, just like that. I would go to the library, Jimmy, and get books out. And if I looked through it and found words that I disagreed with, I would black them out. It, out of the library? Oh, well, did it once or twice? Not the dictionary, but, but books. 
Oh, uh, wow. That's like censorship. <laughs> really, though, it was it was the Babysitter's Club. <laughs> I've never told anyone that. My sister knows. This is a public confession like none other. Well done. <laughs> to those of you in my hometown at the library, it was me. You can send me the book and I will send you the money for it. Yeah, I mean. Defacing property. Y- you basically could have been standing on a stage in front of a few thousand people. Yeah. Because that's how many listeners we have consistently. I, know, I mean, I that was really bold this and brave. Is, this is the reckoning. Well done. Thank you. Wow. And the other thing I just want to share while I'm in this dance of vulnerability, my sister and I used to go through the phone book and a couple of times, like there are some people in the phone book with the last name Whitehead, you know, like Whiteheads are like, like, you get, yes, we would call them and we'd be like, no, don't tell me. We'd be like, hey, is, is Mr. Blackhead there? (laughs) Because Blackheads are also something you get on your face. And we thought it was so funny because he was like. This is so incongruent. Yeah. Like, what are the odds that someone would call? Because we didn't, we thought that they would take it seriously. Blackhead, whitehead. Like, they didn't yeah. see that we, like, but we were such fools. We were probably like six, six years old. You never tried the, hey, is Mr. Zithead there by chance? Anybody, no, no. Nope. at home by the name of Pimplehead? No? <laughs> we weren't that mess. <laughs> we just was like, this is so funny. It's opposite day. They don't even know. Like, well, like, there you go again. Like, who has a yellow book right. anymore? Even as I say it, I'm like, is that what it's called? Right? Like, is that what it's called? Yeah. Yellow Probably book? a lot of people listening to this are going to be like, what are they even talking about? We're talking yeah. about old stuff. Mm-hmm. That's not that old. And this is what's interesting about technology. It's changing so fast that it's creating, I think, more and more generational yeah. gaps. Right. You know, what maybe used to take 10 or 15 years to define a generation, mm-hmm. as in this is what this generation is about. This is their vernacular. This is how they dress. Yes. Here are their cultural, noticeable cultural trends. Right. Now, I got to assume that that is like really down to maybe five to seven years, mm-hmm. a generation, maybe no more than 10, yeah. right? Yeah. It's definitely less than 10 because I'm sitting here having a conversation like this last night with our apprentices and like I'm only half making sense to them because right. I'm referencing things that are so foreign. One thing I'm curious about is like these memories that we're sharing right now are, they're very vivid to me because of how tactile they were. Good call. You know what I mean? And and I can't, honestly, Jimmy, there are like whole sections of time and seasons in my life where like I don't vividly remember stuff I posted on Instagram you know what mm. I mean oh, that's like just not should I repeat that just so that it's that... I mean world out there we are human and yes Alana's phone just beeped at it us just, who flipping cares my Mac my keep, Mac just keep going so but that's like I, I, I I've noticed that that my mind doesn't or my mind my my body don't incorporate things that are happening on the technology, like, mm. you know what I mean? It's like, I don't, it, it doesn't seep in the same way. It's kind of like, which makes me think of just how your your body, I think if the body's engaged in something, you remember it better. And I, I don't have science mm. to back that up, but I think that's got to be true in some way. Like, like, for instance, PTSD, that's, your body's been involved in something. Say if you're in a car crash, that's going to, you know what, it happened to you. It's been done to you. Yeah. And you remember it vividly and it kind of haunts you. Whereas if you just see a, a movie of a car crash, you know, or or, or something on Instagram, it's not going to affect you in the same way. So I'm just wondering what that connection is. Like, does that sound like it's... I think so. It's and got some basis in reality. Well, the memory is a power of the soul. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I understand it. Like, it's a lower power. Like, it's something that we can't really, like, put our finger on, like the human body, you right, know? Right, right. But intellect, will, passions, memory, imagination, these are all these things that we would say kind of come together and, I guess, like, create the soul, integrate the soul with the body, whatever. Mm-hmm. Memory is sort of a mysterious thing like time, mm-hmm. you know? As soon as you start talking about it, it's just sort of 
nobody can see my hand motions right now, but this is me <laughs> grasping at the air <laughs> and trying of, to make sense of like a puff of smoke. Yes. And then it's gone. Mm-hmm. I think there's a tactility. Is that the word we used earlier? That's, yeah. Involved in my like sharpest memories. And yes. actually what I find yep, is yep. often what I remember best is what I never took a picture of, mm-hmm. what I never like, you know, mm-hmm. snapped back home. Totally. It's always what I just sense. entered into with yeah. like a real joy and a freedom and a, yeah, like a radical like presence yeah. in the moment. Right. Which is interesting because when you think of social media, like a lot of the time when I post something on Instagram, it's because in a way I want to, I want to log it. Like I want to keep, it's almost like a journal, like this, totally. this did happen. And yet at the same token, it you can almost fail to integrate the experience totally. when you're focused on logging it in that way if that Mm, makes sense so that's that is I'm the same way with with the most vivid memories like for me I can remember vividly giving birth to my son like that's (laughs) the most embodied experience like that's that is your whole body your whole soul you mean you weren't updating your Instagram story no I wasn't tweeting about Mm, it you know like uh, I mean like no that's no shade on anybody who's like tweeted and going into labor I mean that's fine but for me it was like Mm. it just yeah, it, it it's so vivid to me, like mm. the most vivid memory of my life. And that's how all of my most vivid memories are. My Absolutely. phone wasn't around. Yeah. It wasn't there. And again, mm. like I don't want to – That th- I, this isn't us like criticizing use of iPhones. It's just – I think it's just worth pointing out though and wondering what's the what's the rub there. Like how – Yeah. And to you the know, world who's wondering whether or not uh, Alana Boudreau has a smartphone. She does not. I don't have a smartphone. That really impresses me. Like I, I actually – you talk about like the path of least resistance. Uh-huh. I am like way too into efficiency to deal with a flip oh, phone. It, yeah. It's um, not that efficient, I have to admit. But it's impressive. And it, it there's, there's you're getting more than you're losing, I think. You're gaining mm-hmm. more than you're losing, you know. It's again – it was – it's that – the tactile thing. Like from – it was because when I had my son, that's mm. when I realized – well, for one thing, I was addicted to my iPhone. I knew that. And so I was like, ugh. And I'm also an all or nothing person. It's yeah. like, if I don't throw this thing away, I'm just not going to stick to my resolution. You know what I mean? So that's that's just me knowing myself and my own temperament. But I wanted Lewis to, I don't know, I, I, I want him to know, I want him to be grounded in reality. Mm. I think it would be a disservice to him not to allow that. And again, this is just my own parenting philosophy. Yeah. Everybody's got a different philosophy and some people are going to be able to, again, and I don't want to shelter him from technology because that is that is a very good tool. Mm. But I want him, his initial first few years to be as grounded in real form. Concrete reality. Yeah. As possible. Yeah. His own body too. Like that's important to me as well. Like it's not incidental. Like, mm. and, and, and again, <laughs> I don't want to like venture into really hot topic territory. But to me, I just think it's, it's just kind of foundational. You know what I mean? So all of this is fascinating to me, and there's so many directions we could go. And actually, what I'd like to do, because mm-hmm. we've run out of time for this episode, is <gasps> jump off from this very point. And not necessarily like talk about identity politics for an entire episode, mm-hmm. but talk about the consequences of a – would you call it like a technocratic society yeah. or a technology-driven society? Basically, what happens when we actually allow – technology to disembody us what does that begin to do you know to the human psyche what does Mm -hmm. it do to the family as an institution what does it do to culture at large and how is it connected with religion yeah like how is because we are sort of not necessarily but in in europe especially there are some post-religious kind of signs erupting which is 
really worth talking about. I agree. And I'm over there enough to recognize them now, but mm -hmm. I didn't maybe until three or four years ago connect them Mm -hmm. with these philosophical, really like revolutions that have been unfolding for a few centuries now. But maybe more specifically, like the technological revolution that we're living in today. Yes. Um, and yeah. we're no, I guess we're probably not really peaking yet. You know, every revolution kind of has its right. its peak moment. I have to say Apple's gotten a lot less innovative and a lot less interesting yeah. <laughs> in the last yeah. couple of years, yeah. you know. So I'm not seeing the same level of innovation now, even as I saw from them five years ago, sure. right? Well, um, there was like an insane amount of- It was nonstop. Pro- progress. But there's got to be- Obviously, a leveling out at some point, yeah, you know. Yeah. I could be wrong about that, but I, I'll be very interested to have that conversation next week, two weeks from now, actually. Mm-hmm. It'll be technology 2.0, and maybe specifically this effect that it has on our culture and on our psyche and, yeah, what that really looks like in terms of religion, yeah. culture. Yep. Alana, I love it. As always, you got me thinking about all the most important things. Yeah, well. You're awesome. Signing off for now. Boom, boom, three, two, four, right? No, yeah, three, four, uh, three. Three, four, three. Kangas Khan, Buddha Khan, Buddha. Kubla Khan. Kubla Khan. Yeah. Until next time. Bye. Love came at so high a cost that you could not afford. So now you're throwing up your hands and feet or kicking up a storm. As always, such an incredible conversation with Alana. By the way, the music that you've been hearing on the podcast for the last several episodes is all from our beautiful, brand new winter mixtape. Okay, it's it's free. All right, lovegoodculture.com slash free. All the music that you're hearing, some of which you can't get anywhere else. Okay, so check that out, lovegoodculture.com slash free. We've also got a really fun referral program right now for those of you who want to share that mixtape with 10 of your closest family members and friends. You're going to get a bunch of really cool free stuff from us. So uh, definitely look into that. We really think the world of you guys. Next week, I'm going to have an incredibly special guest on the podcast. And uh, that's all you're going to get from me right now, but it's going to be one for the history books. And as always, we love you guys. Check us out on social media this week. Lots of really fun stuff happening, new content going up all the time. And uh, we just can't wait to be back with you again next week. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to season two of the Love Good podcast. Tell your friends all about us. Stay in touch on social media and be sure to stop by iTunes or Stitcher to give us a review. You can join our movement today by subscribing as a patron at lovegoodculture.com. Start enjoying our seasonal packages that will raise your standard for media and inspire you to build a better culture. We can't wait to accompany you as you change the world.